Alright, welcome everyone to another Giraffes Have Black Tongues Baby Giraffes episode. Once again, I am Dave, and I am of course joined by Donnie Lewandowski. Donnie, how's it going? It's going okay. How about with you? Uh, can't really complain. No? Anything I mean, Anything new going on over there? I mean, today was the big Major League Baseball trade deadline. And the Indians seemed like they were going to be 100% all in on like trying to win a World Series this year because they traded mm-hmm. their number one prospect a week ago for some relief help. And so today, like the big expectation was they were going to nail down like the uh, difference-making offensive player to like seal a victory. And then they just completely fucked it up and didn't do dick. They acquired some journeyman at best, like fourth outfield option, who's basically like a bench player, platoon guy. So they they just fucking crushed any hopes and dreams I had of like winning this year. So I'm a little bit down about that. So the Indians aren't going to win the World Series this year? No. They may lose in the first round of the playoffs this year. I feel like every year you say, yeah, Indians, (laughs) number one. I mean, I'm still rooting for them. Yeah. I'm still rooting for them. Well, of course. But I think I, I I think I remember like every year, um, well, someone like, asks you, before, "So are they going to win the World Series?" And you're like, "Yeah, definitely." Well, because before we had the greatest bullpen in baseball, which was always our biggest strength, which would kind of like made the big difference for us. But this year, like yeah. two of the key guys from last year's team are left in the off season. The other main guy, he's been injured this entire season, and the couple games that he's actually played in, he's been so inconsistent and bad. And he and the other, like, main guy at the back end of our bullpen are just both going to be free agents after this year. So this is, like, the last season we're going to have the two of them and have this window of opportunity. So, yeah, it's it's looking bleak. Fuck Leonis Martin. They should have gone out. They should have gotten Brian Dozier. I mean, some, some bat. Nick Castellanos, the other Tiger, the one Tiger that was, like, actually valuable. Our yeah. team is nothing. This is going to suck. I seem to remember a song about the bullpen mafia. Uh, yeah. Man, <laughs> that was a a hit. A banger. Oh, yeah. It was a banger. Badass. I wonder, I wonder who that cat was that came up with that brilliant piece of art. Yeah, that was awesome. French Montana. At to the God, church. <laughs> and our boy, French Montana. <laughs> yeah, for providing the track. <laughs> thanks for the help. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the Big, big for shout the out to French beats. Montana, our boy, yeah. <laughs> All right. We collab. We were right. cool. <laughs> Wonder if anyone understands this joke. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe like two people, like Mary will get it. That'll be it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was more for you and I. Yeah, who cares? Fuck everyone else's uh, right. not getting it. I, I found it funny. I like it. Yeah, I think it's good. It stays then. Church. Speaking of Cleveland... We should get into our comic books here. Oh, what so, a transition that was. I know, right? Um, so the first, well, one of the books we read was called Paper Girls, and the setting is actually Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, it's a fictitious suburb of Cleveland, which was pretty cool. What was the name of the suburb? I missed it. Oh, it's a good thing you asked, because that was the one note I took on this book. Yeah. Stony Stream. Ohio. Stony Stream. Yeah, you know, that, that famous... It's like it's like East Lake, Ohio, basically, I'm assuming. Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Is that a Cleveland suburb? 
Um, I think so. Shaker Heights. Shaker Heights. There you go. It's the Shaker Heights. That's, of yeah, that, that's the one I was trying to think of, actually. Okay. I think it is that one. Yeah, the first clue you got to, like, that it takes place in Ohio was uh, she had a dream where the devil is uh, asking her test questions, and it's like, how do you spell Cuyahoga? You're like, what, <laughs> yeah. river, what, what river runs through here? Spell it right. And I'm like, oh, shit, is this Ohio? <laughs> and it was. Yeah. They, they're uh, full paper girls. They're, they're four newspaper delivery girls. They, they work for a fake Cleveland newspaper called the Cleveland Presser. Nice paper. Yeah. Yeah, they work for a newspaper, and then yeah, they're delivering papers. Uh, this pl- takes place in 1988, so uh, they're they're dropping lots of f bombs and like having lots of homophobic jokes. This, which is there funny. is so much homophobic uh, <laughs> stuff going on in this book. That was a little surprising. Yeah, I, it's jarring. Like when you read stuff like that now. Um, I, I mean, like, it's, oh shit! It just takes place in the 80s. It wasn't written back then. I mean. Well, yeah. Well, it's the language and, of the time. The huge you know? AIDS of age, AIDS phobia yeah. too. Yeah, the AIDS Man. phobia was the best. That was my first note was AIDS jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Which there's a lot of them. Oh man, but yeah, they're delivering those papers, and uh, there's like uh, monsters or aliens or something. Um, this book was like reminded me a lot of Stranger Things. And uh, what else did it remind me of? Uh, Stranger I, Things. Uh, sort of Goonies and... too, maybe a little bit? Goonies too. Sure, yeah. Goonies. Uh, the Leftovers. Have you ever watched that show? Um, It sounds familiar. It's that HBO show where everyone oh, yeah, yeah, gets yeah, yeah. raptured. Yeah, Justin yeah. Thoreau. Yeah, okay. Yeah, who's the main guy, the main actor? Justin Thoreau. That, okay, so that is him. He's, he's really good at uh, swearing. That's the only thing I remember from that show. <laughs> it's just like when he says fuck, it's like, he, you know he means it. It's great. Swearing, swearing and having abs and cool oh, yeah. back tattoos. And like smoking and like being cold and distant and shit. Yeah, He's yeah. fucking great. He's good at all of those things. Yeah. But that's a great show. But they, there was some like sort of a rapture references, but I still don't, I, I don't think it was revealed what exactly happened with that yet. I still haven't finished the third season yet, so... Oh, I mean, uh, what happened in Paper Girls? Oh, okay. I finished the third season of Leftovers. Did it actually like reveal like anything? It did, yeah. Um, Justin Thoreau and uh, that girl who he was chasing around. The wasn't she, was she a? Te- she's the one whose whole family disappeared. Okay, and he he like starts dating her. And yeah, yeah, her. yeah. That's yeah. Coon's character. He he eventually catches up with her when they're like old. And, uh, you know, she went back to the, you know, she went in some machine that took her to where the other people went. And, uh, she like met the family there and, uh, eventually found her way back. Like after many years, um, it took her a long time. Cause like in that world, only 2% of people live, you know? So like the air travel wasn't much, there wasn't many pilots or anything. And like, just, it took her a really long time to get back. Because uh, she realized her family was uh, doing fine without her there, and she didn't belong. And uh, it, like all of this is just told from like her telling a story. So weird. It is really weird. It's it's really really. Uh, I think it was good though. It, it, that show was really good. I think the last thing I remember is the uh, the neighborhood the neighborhood the neighbor boy, 
and Justin Theroux's character and then the neighbor boy's grandfather were like doing a thing where they were killing Justin Theroux so that he could like travel between the worlds or something. I, yeah, I remember that was the last part I think I really remember watching. Yeah, I I can't really remember why they were doing that or where they got that idea, but yeah, that I did really like that show. I thought it was a great show. Yeah, solid show. Definitely. And yeah, that, yeah, that was a good. It was a good point because yeah, it is. There is a lot of rapture stuff in this one too. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. Back to Paper Girls. <laughs> yeah. Seamless transitions here. Sure. That's uh, why people listen. Right. By the way, sorry if I sound like a sick asshole to the listeners. I've just gotten over a sore throat yesterday. So hopefully it's not too bad. So yeah, this show is a lot like The Leftovers meets Stranger Things meets, uh, was there anything else? What'd you say? The Goonies. Uh, Goonies, kind of. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I did really like this one. I think it ended up being my favorite of the four that we read. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I thought it was uh, really put together well. Like, the monsters that um, they end up... They, they, like, see these monsters who look like they're fucking around, but they speak, like, a weird, different language. They're like aliens. Like yeah. Time-traveling they, aliens or something. Yeah, that was kind of unclear. They're like, oh, where are you from? And they're, they're like, what, what year are you from? They're like, 13. And then it's like, we changed it. We re- reset the counter. It's like, okay, well, fuck you. <laughs> but they do. They look like deformed monsters. So, I, I mean, I don't blame the kids for being, like, you know, reacting the way they do. They they were scary. Is this, this book also teaches you not to judge people based on looks. Because, yeah, like, they're, they're terrified of, like, these the first two people that they see. Because the one kid is kind of like a, a Rocky Dennis type of, like, uh, face deformity. Yeah. <laughs> but those guys turned out to be like the good guys who are trying to help him and save the one girl's life. So, yeah. So many, so many lessons to be learned through this book. Yeah, and then he had like those uh time cops or whatever coming in there. I love that their leader was just rocking the uh like 80s bands t-shirts the entire time yeah. too. That makes me think that he's just somehow from the time that is currently taking place in 88 and mm-hmm. somehow he's like has transported himself to the future and he's kind of like overlording over, over everyone. That's, that's kind of my guess. Yeah. I, I did enjoy his, uh, fashion style. Yeah. <laughs> it's good shit. The, uh, and the, the whole thing with this book is also like, they use like these translation stickers. So like you wear this sticker or badge or whatever, and, uh, then people can understand you. So the the time cops are speaking in this weird, like, sort of Shakespeare language for a lot of the time. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought it was like old timey English or, or something like that. I like couldn't read it. I I was I kept like skipping through that one. <laughs> Just like I'm tired of deciphering this. Like I, I couldn't figure out if it's English or not. Yeah, it was kind of like a cross between like, sort of like uh. Like you said, Shakespearean English mixed with, like, mm-hmm. broken English. Yeah, it was really weird. And uh, the language that the monster guys are speaking, uh, did you decipher the language? No. Okay, I didn't either. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you did and you had some, like, big, like, awesome revelation to, like, reveal to us here. No, I just noticed, like, oh. when you started the book, 
um, they had like just a blank page with a, a sentence of that language written on it. So I figured you could decipher it, but I'm not going to. All right. That's too, too time consuming. We, I was just listeners, wondering. Listeners at home can do that yeah. and tweet at us or Facebook message us and let us know please. what it says. Or leave any comment at all ever, please. Yeah. <laughs> but also decipher those messages because I don't most, want to. Most importantly, do that part for us, though. Yeah. yeah obviously. It's, it's too time consuming. And then also say, like, hey, yeah, suggest books. Right. Right. Anyway. Yeah, the, but uh, the, those monsters also, they were, uh, they're doing a little bit of uh, time travel, right? And they, they mentioned, like, the time and space travel. And when they were trying to save the, uh, the new girl, whose name is Erin, because um, she got shot accidentally. Um, yeah, so, so they're like, go ahead. So, I mean, let's give a little bit of, like, a backstory just for that part, because yeah. that's kind of a big part. So, like, uh, summary of the book, it's, like, the four girls. Um, they're all newspaper delivery girls that work the morning shift of Halloween Day 19... I think he said it's 88. 88. And uh, that's Aaron's kind of getting picked on by this uh, group of three guys, and that's where she meets the other three girls. And they all kind of start hanging out together, and that's when they notice like all this weird like rapture and shit going on. And they go to uh, Mac, who's kind of like the uh, only girl who's not in private school. She's sort of like the poor girl of the group. They go mm-hmm. to her house, and like her stepmom is getting pissed drunk at like six in the morning because her dad is one of the people that raptured away. And uh, she's got a gun. She's gonna shoot herself. And Mac tries to stop her, and they accidentally shoot Aaron in the gut. And so they're trying to save her life. And these uh, two future guys who they originally thought were like the bad guys because they looked weird, but they're actually like the good guys. And they put her in this like weird time machine thing. They try to like they somehow are able to save her life with that thing. Yeah, it was like little bugs or something that they put on her stomach. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot that part. And uh, and then it healed her. So you know, whatever. F- future magic. That's how she yeah, got healed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but anyway, like. Some I, now I can't really remember, but some uh, shit goes down, so they have to like go back into like the time machine or whatever, and uh, they buckle Aaron, the girl, in there. But like, I guess the two of them weren't buckled in, so like when they phased back into like that <laughs> yeah. time. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about this part. This part made me laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, they they were just like, <laughs> how do you describe that? They're like they're like fused into the wall, and the one guy has his hand fused into the other's head. Yeah, and like yeah, uh, like. I don't know if it's like they shifted incorrectly when they were phasing back, sort of Kitty Pride style, and they just kind of like sort of phased half through like the vehicle and half through one another's bodies and yeah. killed each other on impact or, or on like total reformation or whatever the hell. Yeah, materialization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, uh, that made me laugh. Yeah, that's just scary though, man. It's like, oh man, my hand is now part of his head. It's really weird. But yeah, like I said, I did enjoy this one. Uh, I forget how the cliffhanger. I think they had a cliffhanger ending, but now I can't remember what it was. But uh, I like, did want to um, keep reading. I, I mm-hmm. think if I remember what I think how it ended, like um, so the actual bad guys, they've all got like pterodactyls and dinosaurs that they're riding, and they mm. kind of like swarm up with the dude wearing the '80s band T-shirts, and they're oh, yeah. at the house where the time machine is, and then I think it like blows up or sits on fire and that's kind of where it ended off i think that's yeah, the last thing i'm remembering like from that. it i don't know yeah but uh, yeah i did like it i I'll, i would continue this one yeah um, um 
What we think? forgot to mention this. We forgot to mention this at the top of the store, uh, the top of the episode here. So on this episode, we're doing a special like non-big two only episode. So we did yeah. four like indie books or, or lower ranked books from like uh, Image. We did two from Image. Uh, actually, two from Image, one from Money Press, and I don't know what publisher makes Bitch Planet. But uh, this Ooh. one is by Brian Vaughn, the guy who also wrote Saga, which is another one of the books that we're doing for this episode. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a fun book. I'm definitely yeah. interested to see, like, where it goes from, from here. Yeah, I Plus like it. it takes I, place in my favorite Cleveland city, you know, Stony Stream, where I'm from. Yeah, right. That's a Warner beautiful Bread. area. Beautiful yeah. area. It's gorgeous this time of year. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's a nice heat. Shout out Cleveland Presser. <laughs> Yeah, I've been checking the weather over there in uh, Ohio. Um, what is the weather right now? Um, Do you know the you temperature? Exact, I will give you an exact, yeah, yeah, give temperature me an exact this thing. second. 71. 71, that's pretty good. In uh, the city I'm in right now, it's like 100 degrees. It's too, oh. too hot. Oh, it's really, yeah. really hot. That'd be uncomfortable. Seventy one is uncomfortable for me. Yeah, <laughs> hundred is w- way out there. All right. So, anything else about uh, Paper Girls? I did like. I think it's KJ, uh-huh. who who's just kind of like the default like sports girl who's the field lacrosse player, and she okay. just like uses her field lacrosse or field hockey, whatever that sport is, stick as like a weapon the entire time. I thought that was kind of funny. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I forgot to take notes on every single one of these books this episode, so... <laughs> so we're going to rely on my notes here. So we're all playing off of Donnie's notes here. Which maybe, hopefully, is good. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Better than mine. They're better than mine, at least. Well, true, yeah. Alright, well, let's move on to the next one, then. Uh, you mentioned Saga, so why don't we talk about that one? Alright. Alright. Uh, so, so, again, since we're doing, like, all... Every other one except for Saga was the very first volume of them. This one we actually did volume two since we had read saw Saga one a couple episodes back. Yep, continuing. So in the first one, like we left off with them in like a tree spaceship that's magic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in this one they're kind of continuing with that. Like uh, the grandparents came at the very end of the first volume. Um, so now we're getting to know, like, uh, Marco's mother and father and their personality and stuff. Um, you know, the mother seems kind of like a, uh, what, what would you say? She's like a badass warrior. Whereas, uh, Marco's father, who I think his name was just Barr. Yeah. I yeah. Think he, he's sort of like the nurturing, like caretaker of the two, it seems. Right. And also like the, the um, Barr, he's like making clothes and stuff. What he said, he's a makes armor, like magic armor. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he so, makes magic armor. So he like yeah. uh, totally, totally uh, makes some costumes for Hazel to protect her. Yeah. And Alana and Marco. Right, right. Oh, but they, yeah, they make the ghost girl, I forget her name now, but they make the ghost girl phase away onto another planet. Yeah, the the mother did when they first uh, saw her because it like freaked her out or she thought yeah. like she wasn't supposed to be there. So she ghost. teleports her to a, a weird, like, uh, crater Earth moon thing? I don't know. Yeah, you could call it that. 
And so then they kind of do like an odd couple type pairing with uh, Marco, who's sort of like the more nurturing of the two, and his mother, who's the badass warrior one. They're going to find the ghost girl babysitter, and then Alana, who's the badass warrior of her couple, and Bar, they're hanging out, watching Hazel, making sure she's safe on the ship. Right. Yeah, and then, like, on that planet, though, Marco and his mother <laughs> encounter a big balls giant. That thing was my favorite thing. It's, it's thing. a giant, it's this fat, giant, sweaty, disgusting, it's basically a naked me. Like, except he had, like, he had some sort of, like, uh, like, chlamydia or something all over his baby dick. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a giant monster of a man with just this huge baby dick. And he had this, uh, <laughs> disgusting outbreak all over it. Uh, yeah, it was disgusting. Yeah, I was reading this one at work, too. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope no one saw that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, uh, pretty gross, I thought. But yeah, anyway, that, that planet ended up being an egg. So a uh, big space monster was born of that egg eventually and uh, tries to swallow the ship or something like that. And there you go. Oh, yeah. You... All right. So the B story is uh, we finally yeah. meet Marco's ex-fiance, Gwendolyn. Right. Turns out that she's now working for uh, Prince Ro... Or she's now working for... Uh, I forget what they're called. So the Moonies. Um. Wait, is that what they're called? No. The, I don't know. She's, she's working for whatever she's, her government she's working, is. Yeah, yeah. The They called the planet Reth, right? Reth or Reth? I don't, I, I don't okay, know. Okay, all right. Well, whatever. She's working for the government. Yeah. And she's, she's kind of like, she's not a bounty owner, but she does hire the Will to track them down and kill them both. And so she yeah. starts teaming up with the Will on this like awesome beast story. And so it's the Will, Lion Cat, Gwendolyn, and then the slave girl that uh, the Will and Gwendolyn rescue from a uh, that sex planet. Mm-hmm. And that that is my favorite group in this book so far. After two volumes, is just that group there. I bought myself today, or actually yesterday, I bought a Lion Cat T-shirt that I found oh, cool. online. Fuck yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was really glad. Like uh, in that one issue, the you know they get sucked out in the space. Um, because of that space monster I just mentioned. Yeah, and was, the lion was cat scared. got out there. Oh yeah, I know. I thought the lion cat was dead. I was upset about that. Yeah, but, and then uh, thank God the will saved him. Yeah, Her. the will just jumped out into space, just and like saved him somehow. But yeah, the yeah, so they're basically just looking for the you know family there. The it, it somehow Marco turns out that the uh, they're still just calling her slave girl at this point, but it turns out that she somehow has this power where she can hear the rings that Gwendolyn gave to Marco as their engagement rings, which yeah. she and Alana are now using as their wedding rings, which is kind of a shady-ass move. Yeah. But, um, like, somehow the slave girl is able to hear them and track them through the rings. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how they end up in the same area when uh, Marco's ship is trying to escape the fucking giant monster egg right. thing. Right. Yeah, also, like, that's a big similarity with, uh, this one in Paper Girls is like the translation rings, you know? Like, she she wears that, uh, he wears the ring, she wears like that necklace pennant, and then it's just, oh, we're translating. Um, Kind of like the stickers that they wore in Paper Girls. So same writer. Maybe he's reusing ideas. Uh, yeah. Also, there were F-bombs in this book, so I think maybe this writer... <laughs> 
Maybe he enjoys dropping those F-bombs, man. Uh, like the homophobic F-bomb? I didn't yes, that one. There was that one in Saga? There was one, too. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, okay. It was like the uh, muscle that we're trying to stop the will and Gwendolyn. Yeah, right? that's the okay, one. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, shit, yeah, and it turned out it was like this awesome, uh, uh, shit, like, uh, what is it called? Like, he kind of shoots it out, but it doesn't, like, just shoot out. It's still attached to his sword or whatever, so he can kind of, like, just pull it through their skulls. Yeah, something like that. He was kind of like you would up. use if you were, like, playing Tomb Raider, you would assume it's a weapon in that, or Batman. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's a primitive back claw, basically. Man, so, apparently Brian Vaughn just loves that F word. Yeah, he does. Hmm. So they all kind of end up near that uh, big alien egg planet. And, oh, wait, uh, they wait. Both... So yeah. another important part of the A story. So, like, um, Alana is terrified that, like, Marco's parents, because she's the enemy race, are going to, like, hate her and hate Hazel and, like, want to harm Hazel. Yeah. And uh, she, the father, like does this spell that makes her sleep and get some, like, rest because she's been up for days trying to escape that planet. And yeah. uh, she wakes up freaked out and finds out that he's just, like, hanging out, cuddling with his granddaughter. Like, he's completely in love with her, which is not at all what she was expecting. She was terrified that he was going to, like, harm her. And he reveals that he's actually dying and has only, like, days or weeks to live. Yeah. And then he, uh... He does end up dying, like, holding the spaceship together. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that was an important part, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, using his magic to hold the spaceship together uh, so they could escape that uh, planet egg monster. So that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Side note, there's always, like, a... I know it's magic, but it just seems like they always have just a solution that they pull out of their ass that works perfectly. Yeah, that's, that's... that's super lucky. Uh, yeah, but I guess it's the definition of magic. But it and, annoys me. Yeah. I get annoyed by it. It's like what? Just I, for I want everything? someone. I want someone to. Yeah, I want like David Blaine yeah. type mag- magicians who can only do shit that just like looks cool and doesn't help at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like someone that can pick my card magically out of nowhere. Yeah, that's gonna not help us in a fight or a battle or anything. Yeah, I don't. I don't need a magic space window. I just want like you to levitate off the ground a little bit. <laughs> Uh, just an inch, but just yeah, an inch. just an inch. Off the I don't ground. want you to fly or do anything cool like that. Just an inch, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, at the end though, they go to like this author. Like Alana's like been reading this book. I think they've been referencing. Oh yeah, yeah. The robot guy, the king robot, Prince 4, robot the four, Prince robot four. He he uh, like goes to this lighthouse and talks to this like the author of that book. He's like, oh, we're gonna wait for him to like you know, show up here for some reason. And uh, then it turns out they were already in the lighthouse with this author. But I don't understand why any of them would go to the author. All right, so it's like these, it's basically like uh, a mock, like cheesy, like Fabio type, uh, shitty, like romance novel that you would picture like for housewives of the like late 80s, early 90s reading. Mm -hmm. So it's some guy who wrote a book like that. And for some reason, Alana is obsessed with him. And when she was on guard duty for Marco's cell, uh, that was kind of like how they fell in love, was she would like uh, take time to like read it to him, and the two of yeah. them would be like, oh, it's like our story, because it was basically like a Romeo and Juliet type story, where like, it's two lovers that can't be together, but they love each other so much that they 
force their way together despite like pissing off everyone else. So it was kind of like their uh-huh. love story, basically in a book. It's how they fell in love, I guess, in the uh, saga story. And so Alana wants to go and meet him because I think she thinks that he would have an idea of what they should do next because he basically wrote their love story without ever meeting them or something. She thinks it's some kind of fate, I guess. Okay. Yeah, weird. And then the robot got that too. Yeah, because, like, all right, so that's the only thing that's left behind in Marco's cell, I think, when they, uh, after they've escaped. Or it's, it's, like, left in her locker or it's left somewhere. But he picks it up and he starts reading these books. And then uh, he decides to go see the author, assuming that's where they would go somehow magically, knowing that. I, I, yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. All right. Maybe robot brain then. But anyway, that's how that one ended. So yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was fine. I, I did not as, not as good as the first one. I thought the first volume, but you know, maybe they're just, uh, you know, they're working towards something, I guess. I, I just today started reading volume three myself. Oh yeah, I, I'm in. I'm into the Will and Lion Cat there. They might be my okay. favorite characters of anything I'm reading. So yeah, uh, I'm, I'm into it. All right. So I guess we'll revisit that sometime in the future then. Yeah, I, I'm. The author uses my all-time favorite word. Like the first line of <laughs> volume three is him just calling someone a cunt. So oh, yeah, okay. I'm a thousand percent into it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. We'll get into it. All right, ready for the next one? Yeah. Uh, which one do you want to talk about? Uh, you want to do Bitch Planet? Because that's another one I'm going to forget everything about. Yeah, this is another one. This is one I didn't have very many notes on either. Bitch Planet is sci-fi The Handmaid's Tale. Right? I don't know what The Handmaid's Tale is. Oh, okay. The Handmaid's Tale is like... I'm not well uh, read in books. It's a TV show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but maybe it I was mean, a book I, first. I read, I read often. Yeah, so do we. We read it for these podcasts. As long as all there the are time. pictures, yes. As long as it has pictures, I'll read it. Yeah. Uh The Handmaid's Tale is this uh is a show about this utopia where where men just control everything and women have to be subservient to them or they will suffer big consequences. So it's like a really Puritan like state, I guess, like where the you know, you have to they have to like cover the, all their skin and everything, and uh, when they bang, they can only bang like in this weird ritualistic way. So like oh. they can't have fun with it. So actually, it's not a utopia at all. So it sounds awful. Yeah, um, you described it as a utopia does not paint you in the best picture here. <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> oh I man, meant, I I meant that to be a joke. So <laughs> sure, you got wink. my joke. Thank you. Wink. What what channel was this show on? Is it like actually still airing, or is oh, it an old thing? It is still. They just had the uh, second season. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's uh oh fuck. Maybe it's Cinemax or A and E or something like that. I can't remember. Oh. But you'll find it. The Handmaid's Tale. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. No, The Handmaid's Tale looks awful. It's just like this wasteland, uh, and like uh, the woman. Just get sent away to like these like work camps and shit if they don't listen. Uh, oh, that, much is, like, that is very similar to this then. So yeah, that's the part that's really similar. They like send them to this prison planet if they like don't listen or do all this other thing. But yeah, so very similar to the show. But anyway, what did you think about it? I I, I liked the artwork a lot. That was my favorite part of this. It reminded yeah. me a lot of kind of like 
older like B horror movie type uh, of like art. Like um, it, it kept making me think of like the Grindhouse double feature from uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino sort of for some reason. And yeah. then just like shittier like infomercial type low budget like horror movies like Toxic Avenger type shit type you, kind of stuff you'd see on like Mystery Science Theater 3000 for some reason. Mm-hmm. Even though like it looked like it was something that was made and illustrated back in like the 80s or like early 90s. But it's from like 2015, so oh wow, I, I liked that for whatever reason. The main character, well, one of them kind of reminded me of Black Dynamite, like the character on that one, but I can't remember her name. You know which one I'm talking about? Are you talking about the main girl? Yeah, the main girl. Yeah, I, I wish I took notes so I could remember her name. The only name I remember was I Pen- uh, Penelope Penny. Well, she got she a whole issue. Favorite. Yeah, she, she got a whole favorite, issue yeah. about that one. Yeah, she was cool. She's a really big fat one. Yeah. Who like fucks with people. And uh, she's just yeah, a she's a good fighter too. Oh yeah, sure. Um, there's the uh Asian guy who designed the planet's wife. Uh, oh right. Shit, I yeah. don't remember her name, but she died at the very end of the book. That was, was that his wife or his daughter? I thought it was his daughter. Oh, was it his da- I thought it was his wife, and the reason he agreed to go to the planet was because they had his daughter. But that that's why I thought that was his daughter that died. Maybe, I don't know, I'll have to look again. Because uh, they kept mentioning, like, oh, I have to go because my daughter's there. I thought, like, her, his daughter was a prisoner. Because uh, there was another guy who, right before they, like, asked him to go, they, they were showing this backstory of this uh, random dude who had uh, fucked around on his wife, and then he claimed that his wife didn't make him happy anymore sexually. And so because of that, they found her guilty, and they sent her to Bitch Planet, and so that he, and then he had to bribe the uh, prison warden so that he could just, like, legally, like, marry and continue fucking the uh, side piece. Oh. So, so that made me think that, like, it was the Asian guy's wife that was there, just because, like, maybe she pissed him off or something, and he said some shitty thing about her, and she got sent away that easily. All right, possibly. No, maybe, uh, it's one of those two things. But yeah, what? They, like, uh, some guy, like, punches her in the face and, like, snaps her neck at the end of it. So, like, so alright, so they also play this, uh, what, the, that shitty movie in the, like, mid-90s with LL Cool J and, and uh, like... Ba- basketball? Not basketball. It's, like, uh, LL Cool J and I think Chris Klein might have been in it. It was, like, some shitty, like, actor like that who was, like big for a second from like teen comedy movies and he got into this it was like a roller derby like yeah speedball handball game they're they're kind of making a game sort of like that it's like a ultimate handball game where you can murder people and just like destroy them legally right. on field no rules about that and um they asked the main the sort of black dynamite girl to like create a team and uh, she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I know you're just going to use this opportunity to fuck me over. But then, like, all the inmates are like, no, no, do it. We've got this big master plan. The Asian girl who dies at the end, she, no, she was the wife because she said that she, her husband designed oh. the uh, boat, remember? Okay, so you're right. You're right. Though. Yeah, so so that's, I knew there was a reason I thought she was the wife. Um, There we go. So, like, their big master plan is they have to beat the prison guards in this game in, like, a tournament of... I don't know how many games, but if they win and get to the championship game, they get to do it in front of, I think it's like the warden and like whoever the, uh, 
the governor or the mayor or whoever like the main dude in charge is and they're going to use that opportunity to like sink the ship and like try to kill all of the guys that like made their lives hell uh-huh but uh yeah so like the team is the two of them and then there are these two twins identical twin girls uh my girl penny she's on there because she's the muscle of the team she's got to like the ultimate she's it's sort of like handball and like roller derby and just like any sort of like out there extreme sport kind of like that so they're going to use like penny as like a a blocker to kind of like it's supposed to be one-on-one for any kind of like blocking matchup but because penny is so big and wide she's just going to take on two guards at a time so that behind her the asian girl she could just run behind her and just score like the touchdown points every time that was like their one game plan that they had in practice seemed like we only got the one right (laughs) I mean, they had one scrimmage where uh, their one score kind of won't be returning next next game. Well, yeah, sure. We gotta find a new thing. She's on the permanent dis- disabled list, unfortunately. Right, but yeah, this the I, I didn't understand like that sport at all. <laughs> it's I mean, totally nonsense. Yeah, it, it's not a sport, a real sport at all. It's got like elements of like handball. Yeah, elements of like roller derby, kind of. Uh, sort of like those shitty death race movies, kind of as well. Like uh-huh. it's just this nonsense game that they made up for this. I felt like they kept changing the rules though in the comic as they were going along, but maybe that's the point. Probably, yeah. Because uh, I remember in the actual scrimmage game, they were complaining that the guards were cheating and doing something that wasn't supposed yeah. to be in the rules. But I don't know what the rules are, so I don't know what it was. Yeah, so I, I, I couldn't really follow what was going on like while they were playing that one. And also they had like those double page things for a lot of those, so that's annoying. <laughs> oh, and the longest yard, it's like that too. That the shitty like cops versus football players. I don't know. It was like a movie in like the seventies yeah. or something, and then like Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler made it to be awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I really can't think of that movie that you're talking about. That's not basketball, and it's driving right, hang on, hang on, fucking hang on. crazy. Check it out real quick. Yeah, check it's it. Not, I'm just gonna IMDb it real quick. It was. It might have been Rebecca Romaine Stamos was in it as well. There was like one leading lady, one shitty actor guy, and LL Cool J for some reason is the only person I can remember being in it. But it did not do well. Uh, Rollerball. 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 Okay. Okay. Starring. Oh shit, John Renault was in this? John Renault, <laughs> the Apparently. professional, my all time favorite movie, was in this movie. Chris Klein, oh shit, it was Chris Klein and Rebecca Romance Damas and LL Cool J. I was right. Oh shit. And the uh, dude from Lost. Which Saeed. one? Saeed. Oh, from wow. Lost. Wow. All star cast. Yeah, nice. I'm going to give this movie a chance, I think. Yeah, it sounds, sounds alright. I mean, yeah. Oh shit, Pink is in it? The singer? <laughs> Pink? Yeah. Whoa. Alright, that settles it. Rollerball. Next episode we're reviewing Rollerball. <laughs> there we go. We can do a Rollerball commentary, maybe. Oh Patreon. god, yes. Alright, that's that's the Patreon one. Yeah. Oh shit, and former WWF wrestler Scotty Tuhati is also in it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Sounds like a solid movie. I- I'm going through the entire cast just to see... Oh, and Parts of Slipknot were in it. <laughs> cool. Monkey? Yeah. I think, Monkey actually, I think maybe the entire Slipknot band is in it. So oh, maybe nice. they play in the background or something. Probably. Because they're all credited. When, when was the movie made? 
2002. I think Slipknot was popular back then, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think like, somewhere in the early 2000s. Okay, so it says right here in the very first trivia thing on IMDb, Slipknot, the band playing during one of the games, did not actually star in the movie, however, but they were recorded during one of their performances and digitally added into the movie. So they are <laughs> in it. Cool. Cool, yeah. Digitally. Oh, this would have been when, like, Slipknot first had that first album, like, um, Spit It Out. Oh, what yeah. Was song? What was the sure. other one? Bleed? Yeah, cool. Slipknot. Yeah. All right, Bitch Planet. Anything else about it? Uh, Slipknot did not cameo in this book, unfortunately. Yeah, that was a... That would have that would have been the one thing to, like, make it the next level of great. Yeah. That was in my notes, too. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> Yeah. I had one more thing about this one. Uh, Dick Freckles. Do you remember anything about Dick Freckles? No. She was like looking at some guard's dick and she's like, I know you got oh, yeah, yeah, three freckles shower. on your dick. Yeah, in the shower. You got three freckles on your dick and now I'm going to report you about the freckles on your dick. Why? Why is she? T- what the fuck is she talking about? Um. Yeah, so like there were two girls or there was another girl in her. Yeah. Oh no, there was like a lesbian couple. Yeah. And anytime they had to talk like secret shit, they had their own like little uh back of the bathroom hallway stall where they yeah. could shower, but when they were showering they had to like kiss and touch on one another while this mm-hmm. one guard just watched from the people and jerked off. Yeah. In exchange for that he would give them like privacy to like all other guards and he wouldn't report or snitch on anything that they said to each other during that. And so uh, the Black Dynamite character, she kind of, like, busted him and, like, ID'd him so that she could, like, know who he is, so that she could, like, hold it over him and kind of force him to help her out. But, yeah, I just didn't understand why she kept referencing the freckles on his dick. Because if you ever get raped or anything, you're supposed to, like, find any identifying qualities that you can see on, like, the attacker. So, like, pointing out that he has these three freckles on his dick here here and here that that's going to give it away that obviously she saw his dick and he was the assailant or whatever like she would say he was yeah okay i see distinguishing marks that's what it is gotcha okay well that was the last thing i had with that one that's svu 101 donnie you should know that in case you ever get attacked yeah okay I'll, i'll know it now okay count count the freckles on the dick exactly All right. Should we move on? All right. Final one. The Sixth Gun, Volume 1. Cold Dead Fingers. So, actually, I think you recommended this one to me a couple years ago, right? Yes. I had a good idea there, sorry. That's all right. (laughs) So, yeah, I I think I read uh, probably probably all these issues before. So, it's the second time I've read them. Yeah, because... I thought we were trying to figure out last time if you could remember exactly like I how couldn't. far along. I assumed it was probably like a couple books. Yeah, I think I was a little farther along than this one, but uh, it's good to start over. I wouldn't have remembered anything. Yeah, now you got it fresh. So this this one, the main character is Drake. Drake Drake Sinclair. Yeah, I just I'm just gonna call him Drake for the reference. <laughs> that's that's how we'll appeal to the youth. Right, yeah. Drake is Drizzy. in this book, guys. Drizzy. Drake, Fortnite. 
Jimmy Brooks. Fortnite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> anyway. Lit. Oh, yeah, lit. What else do they say? Thick. That girl's thick. <laughs> With two C's. <laughs> All right. So anyway, with this book though, uh I I didn't I think when I first read it, I wasn't that into the main character. I wasn't that into Drake. And I think it's the same thing now. But he's not the main character. So who who is the six gun? Becky Moncrief, she's got the main gun. So I think that kind of default makes her the main character even though she's got a playing in the shadow of Drake. Yeah. Because Drake has two guns now. Alright, so Alright, backstory of what it is. So, there's these six weapons all throughout time and history that whoever controls all six of them, they can recreate the world and remake it in their image, whatever they desire to make it as. Um, and so, when you touch a gun after someone dies, alright, so you, the only way you can touch it is the owner of it has to die, and the very first person to pick it up and touch and hold the weapon it's bound to them, bound to their soul for eternity or until they die and someone else claims it. Um, it starts out with General Hume, who he and his gang of, uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call them, scumbags, they are in <laughs> sure. possession of five of the six. Uh, the sixth one was the was General Hume's that gun. He was killed off by Becky's stepfather, who she kept calling Dad, or Pa, which was a real weird relationship they two had. But, uh, that's just a side note, but, um, <laughs> like, alright, so, so, he gets killed, Becky Moncrief, she's bound, bound to the main of the six guns, and the rest of the time, the other five guys in, um, in, uh, General Hume's gun are trying to chase her down to kill her and get the gun back for the general, because the general died, but he can never die because he's just so evil, apparently, so he is magically, yeah. like, resurrected, which that part that part is never really explained how just because he's like so so evil he could be resurrected and stuff. Yeah, I, I wasn't really following with that one. It seems like they just put him in a box for many years, and that was about yeah for it. for a couple of centuries or whatever it was. Yeah, whatever they said it was. He, he died like in the Civil War. Yeah. Or yeah. So he comes out like a zombie. They should have just kept him as a zombie, and I think it would have been okay. But, like, each gun has its own special, unique uh, power. Yeah. Missy Hume is the general's wife. Her gun uh, keeps her young and and prevents her from ever dying as long as she has it. Yeah. So, like, Drake Sinclair, at one point, like, shoots her point blank right in the head. She's down for, like, a second, and then she just kind of Wolverine styles it up and just, like, knocks out the bullet and comes back. Um, There's another gun that spreads, uh, uh, what is it called, the... One that spreads fire, the fire the of hell, something. Hellfire. Hellfire. Something, hellfire. Yeah. Yeah. Another gun, it, it, everyone that the gun has ever killed previously, it can call upon and resurrect them as like for a sort of zombie or like, sometimes they come back as like mud creatures for the most part. Yeah. They look like mud creatures. Yeah. And they'll fight for you. And then yeah. uh, another one spreads the disease of like, uh, pestilence i think it is something like that yeah but you get shot by it and like it'll you'll just turn to dust basically and then the main one it it could kind of like it could show you glimpses of the future and the past and like 
I can sort of, it's sort of, sometimes I'll like warn Becky when danger is coming. It gives her like a warning yeah. signal. So I don't know why that's magically the most powerful one. But yeah, I thought the other ones were way cooler. I thought that one was the late, the lamest one. You know? Yeah. 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 But for some reason, that was the one General Hume didn't use. So it's the most powerful one, I guess. I guess. Maybe that's what made him, maybe that's how he can keep like coming back as a zombie and shit and resurrecting. Maybe Becky will just keep coming back. But yeah, but it won't even tell you like how you're gonna die the gun. So there's like so many rules with that gun specifically. So well, I don't really get the how, point of it. It told her how Bill John would die. But it, it won't tell you how you're going to die because you can't know your own death. I think mm. it said that. So it can't even it doesn't even like give a shit to like help you out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That gun's kind of uh, worthless, son. It is. It's a like that's the a, one thing I would want to know. Exactly. And it's like nope, can't know that. Too many rules that gun had. The other ones were very simple, you know? This one has fire. This one turns you to dust. This one keeps you young and heals you forever. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why the main antagonist wants that one so much. What does the sixth gun do? There's one more gun that we're forgetting to... There's uh, one more gun that has a power. It's something... I, can't, I don't know. It wasn't that cool or, like, that distinctive. I think it's similar to the fire one or something. Maybe. But yeah, there was another one as well, so remember Wait. that everyone. So there was there was there was youth, there was a uh, hellfire, disease, army, uh, army and the, see the future. future site and then another the the other one. And then the six gun. Mm. That's the six gun. That's a mystery. I want to pull up that War Rock song right now just to listen to it because he lists what each one does in the song as the chorus. Oh, uh, we yeah, should. This well, is a, oh yeah, this is another book that I got into. Uh, I got into it right around the same time, so I don't remember if I, I actually took it as a recommendation from a War Rock song or if I had read like the first volume like right before he released the song. But it was right around the same time frame, so it might be a War Rock recommendation as well. Should have listened to that before this episode. I know. Like, I didn't I didn't do my prep work, man. Right. This is poorly prepared. Shoot. But anyway, another cool thing they said about the guns is that they're loaded with hatred, and I thought that was pretty metal. It is very metal. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> and it reminded me of Preacher, the Saint to Killer's gun. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I mean it doesn't I mean in in the in the way that it doesn't uh run out of bullets he doesn't have to reload yeah that, that's my favorite part you never have to reload them yeah you can just keep shooting <laughs> so the the version i got from the library i think was like a uh they re-released them all as like these uh giant even bigger collected editions so how how, how many like individual issues did you read was it only six or so five or six uh i think it was five okay because these ones kind of like it seemed like maybe combined two whole volumes into one giant hardback collection. Oh, really? So I, I read like up through 11, I think it was for this. But it oh, said it was so you, just got, you got farther one, than so. me. Oh, man. Yeah, I just found it was one to five online. So in yours, did they make it to the mall? M-A-W? Yeah, mall? they made it to the mall. Yeah. Okay. W where did yours end? Let me know that. Uh, I think it ended. It ended after they met the Griffin, and they killed the Griffin. Oh, like uh, Griffin? okay. So, so Drake yeah. got the uh, gun. Okay, he he got two guns. He got the two. 
So he's got the one that controls the army and the uh, Hellfire one, And the one, Hellfire right? one, yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, what's-her-name doesn't trust him very much. Cause of yeah, because she just saw the uh, flashback yeah. of when he was with General Hume's crew. Right. Okay. That's about where we're at. Yeah, so Battle of the Maul was sort of a big part in that book because uh, yeah. that's when we meet Gord, who's actually going to be like a recurring character throughout the rest of the series. Okay. And it's also kind of where Bill John, who's one of our original trio of heroes, he, he dies in it, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Too bad. Anything else important happen? Um, they see that seal inside of the mall. That's where every, why everyone is there because they think it's like a hidden treasure where uh-huh. General Humus stashed all everything he's ever like stolen and collected from people. But uh, right. Becky gets a vision from the gun telling her that whatever it is is so much more evil than all the guns even, and to just never let it get opened and to beware of it. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. So you had like the guns are also a key. For those things. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's Seems, the big part. Yeah. They reveal that that their key to open this thing, you need each of the six guns, and you can just see there's a pile of corpses and like dead bodies and skulls, and just right. pile of endless guns from like people trying to just open it. So there's that to look forward to then. <laughs> it, it picks up a lot more in this next volume. <laughs> okay, I'll 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 have to keep reading it then. I did I did like it though. I like the western angle to it with like also all the I guess what would you call it mad or fantasy and uh I guess a few horror things going on too with like kind of zombies and shit like that like yeah yeah zombies summoning. randomly appear generally yeah. you can also somehow summon a summon a army of zombies oh yeah <laughs> which is weird because he doesn't have a gun to like give him a power yeah general hume is weird like they don't really do a great job yeah. of like uh just detailing like how it is he possesses all this cool abilities yeah i would get it if they all came from like the gun i'd be like okay but he's just some like uh he like he was basically a zombie himself so maybe that's why because he was such a great leader of men that when he died he became a great leader of zombies yeah that's what i think (laughs) makes sense yeah but yeah i enjoyed it I'd read another. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of it. I actually only like just finished the series off like maybe a year ago, so it's still fresh oh, okay. on my mind. I still enjoy it a lot. All right, nice. Well, maybe we'll revisit this one then. I was trying to... Uh, Chris and I went to a show on uh, Friday night. I yeah. was trying to describe it to him in the car. I was like, yeah, it's a Western about these guns, and if you own them all, you can like change the world and remake it however you want. And I think I immediately lost him in that very first line of a description I tried giving him. It's like, no, it's actually cool, man. Trust me. Well, yeah, it is hard to explain, though. It's like, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, but it is cool. I kind of ignored the shape the world however you want. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think that's important yet. Not yet. It, that's yeah, not until, like, the, towards the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I imagine. Right now, it's mainly just trying to get the guns and trying to keep them from the bad guys. Yeah. What show did you see? Oh, we went to a wrestling show. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) AIW. We saw Scott Steiner, so that was cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. Did they throw any chairs? Uh, Yeah, there were some chairs thrown. Good, good. They they did some, like, weapon match thing, which was kind of gross, because the one dude fought barefoot, and it was creeping me out. 
He kept stepping <laughs> on my what glass. What the fuck? Yeah, what the gross. fuck? It was gross. Oh, man. Anything else about Six Gun? Um, everyone read this series. It's awesome. <laughs> don't, don't let my shitty job of describing it dissuade you. It's actually really good. Alright, fair enough. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I recommend it too. I'll keep reading it. Alright, so, so before we started recording, you were teasing that you had already like a, a great collection of stories we needed to read for less, next time. Yeah, so this time, I uh, thought I was thinking about which comic books I maybe have meant to read but have never read just for whatever reason. So I'm gonna I'm gonna choose the comic books this week. Oh, okay. Uh, See, when you were saying it, I was thinking it was like something way more ominous. Like someone like over there had taught you like had like introduced you to like this weird like disgusting like human centipede style like creep shit that was gonna like creep me out and <laughs> terrify me and stuff. Okay. No, no, is, nothing like that. Then. Okay. It's that it's not like the Necronomicon or anything. But okay. uh no, it's just like some um books that I was thinking would be a good idea to read. The first one is the Death Clock comic book. You know the Metalocalypse one? I didn't know that they had a comic book. Yeah, okay. They they did, but it's only like three issues, so it should be an easy one. Uh but I've always meant to read it, but I haven't yet. So why don't we read that one? Okay. The second one uh is Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Fuck yes, I loved Captain Planet when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. So a lot of these ones come from like, you know, uh Saturday morning cartoons. But uh Captain Planet and the Planeteers in one of the issues, they apparently fight uh a character called Duke Nukem. So and it's it's you, not like wait. <laughs> do you know which which issue or like which volume that is in it's, so that we can it's specifically it's... read that one? I made sure that it's in the first volume, so we're definitely reading that one. Okay, volume yeah. one. Okay. And I'm just going to call volume one, like, the first five issues of that one. Yeah, that's that's usually what it is. That's fair. And uh, the next one you're really going to like, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, volume one. Hmm. <laughs> let's, let's How do you feel about win, that? Let's see if they can win me over. Yeah, we'll see. We'll Show see. me what I've been missing this whole time. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's the poor man's Voltron. I was thinking about that, the poor man's Voltron. Uh, Power Rangers is way better than Voltron. I got to. I, I, I was just thinking about it, like the Power Rangers. You know, they're 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 doing a live action shit like pretty well. They go on the ground and they're fighting. Voltron is just five lions, but in Power Rangers, they have five different animals that come together. It's more they're creative. Like dinosaurs or something that form a shitty looking Voltron. Yeah. Way more creative the and cool. Dinosaurs that come together to form a awesome looking Zord. Yeah. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. Yeah, this this comic book will win me over. It's gonna be great. I'll take, I'll, it's we'll gonna take be back really everything great. I've ever said negatively about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers if it wins me over. <laughs> right. Oh, it's gonna be good, man. I'm excited for that one. Um <laughs> But anyway, that's uh volume one of that. Again, I'm just gonna call it the first five issues. Okay, and the fourth one is uh something we both like, like Transformers, right? So you, oh, yeah. you you watched Transformers when you were younger, right? I did. Yeah, so um what's your what's your favorite like era of Transformers? Um so okay, so I remember I think it was actually you and me. Uh-huh. Um it was it was briefly added to like Netflix or like uh Hulu or something one of us had. And I remember yeah. for a time like I was like, Oh, this is awesome, let's watch it the one time when we were just hanging out drinking. 
and we tried uh, watching it again, and it had aged so fucking terribly. Like, oh, we was tried it watching, that like, movie? the original, like, 80s movie or series. Yeah, I remember that. That it was the terrible. stuff I grew up on, and that was what I loved. But then when we tried rewatching it, that, that like, completely, like, shattered my yeah. existence as a child. Because I was like, oh, this is so bad. How? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was with me. Um, yeah, just the special effects were just totally shit. And, like, it was just, like, so terrible. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> bad voice acting and everything. But that was your favorite era, right? Yeah, that, that was the stuff I grew up on. So, yeah, that was that was the stuff that won me over as a youth. Yeah, so this will be a good book. So the book is called Transformers Beast Wars The Gathering. Oh, see, I, I was already out <laughs> on it on, on Beast Wars. <laughs> I know, I just wanted to misdirect you. Damn it. You, you lulled me into a full sense of security. I did, I did. I'm happy about that. But, uh... I watched the shit out of Beast Wars when I was when I was younger, so this one is also very good. Anyway, that's it. Right. So I'm looking I'm, I'm looking forward to Captain Planet at least. Right, right. Um so again, I'll just go through the list here. Uh we're gonna read Death Clock, and then Captain Planet and the Planeteers, Volume One, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Volume One, and Transformers Beast Wars The Gathering. And that's just a mini-series. That's only four issues, by the way. So some of these are kind of short, but that's all right. If they're also short, do you have a fifth one you want to add? Uh, Beast Wars The Ascension. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, I, I don't have another one. Yeah, I think that'll do. So we'll watch, or we'll read those ones. Uh, you can... Support your, I think these are all also kind of, well, they're indie books for the most part, I think, or, well, maybe not indie, but they're not part of the big two, obviously. So you can support those comic book companies and their art uh, by buying these comics, but you definitely can't find all of these comics online <laughs> at uh, readcomicsonline.to. I don't recommend going to readcomicsonline.to to read all the comics you've ever wanted to read. Yeah. Because you probably, you probably won't find it on there. Yeah, link in description below. Don't do that, because I think they're going to get shut down, because you're shutting them out on here. I'll, I'll, I'll link it in the description and say, don't go to this link. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> Good call. So yeah, there we go. So, I guess that's it then. Anything else? Yeah, go, go to all the... Uh... Stuff on the internet. Go to uh, facebook.com slash giraffes hbt pod. Go to Twitter. Go follow us on Twitter at giraffes hbt pod. Follow me at these to the god on like everything on the internet. Um, follow you at your stuff, D Lewandowski. Yeah, follow me at D Lewandowski or donaldlewandowski.com for audio and video editing. I'll do that. Go to the uh, Patreon that we started. And you can hear the first issue, or the first episode of our D&D adventure that we're doing for it. Um, that's kind of a fun little thing we're trying out. We got our buddy Jess and we got Ralph, who are our experienced big hardcore D&D players. They're trying to teach Donnie and I. Donnie has got a little bit of experience from years and years ago. I have no experience whatsoever with this thing. But yeah, we're, we're trying to do it and it's fun so far. So you can follow along on our... Uh, epic quest yeah yeah that's that's uh gonna be for just a dollar a month 
um, you can join in and hear that stuff on Patreon. We have the first episode up on the main feed, which probably listeners have heard. But it is fun. I did enjoy doing that. Yeah. I did. Just kind murdery, of like fuck, fucking around. Yeah, he needs to t- stop taking damage so he can just like kill people more often. You need more armor and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Or you just need to start giving me strangers as I get beaten. Wasting <laughs> right. them on Ralph. How'd, how'd you like the title of that episode, by the way? I liked it. Strangers in a Strange Land. <laughs> I thought I was very clever with that title. Yeah, it was solid. Yeah, I thought it was good. But anyway, you can find all that at patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. Thank you again, as always, to Daniel Burbank for the intro track. You can find his stuff at soundcloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. And like always, that's going to be linked in the description below as well. Mm-hmm. Before we go, did you watch any of the like trailers and stuff from San Diego Comic-Con? Uh, which ones? I don't know, like uh, all the DC stuff, like Shazam, Aquaman they had one for, um, and then they also had for that like streaming service they're trying to do, they had a trailer oh, really? for the Young Justice cartoon that they have for it, and for the Titans show. I think I posted the Titans one in the uh, uh, Facebook uh, group chat or something. Did you see that one? I did, but I, I, had, I had VPN problems, so I couldn't watch it. I had to switch oh, VPNs. Man. But uh, yeah, I'll go cool. check it out again. I saw Venom. They had a new Venom trailer. I'm not sure if that oh, was yeah. from Comic-Con, though. I think there was, a, there was one for that, and I think there was a new one that just came out like a couple days ago as well. Yeah. So that looks... Yeah, I don't know. It's probably... I'll watch it. I like Venom. But I don't know if I'll like they had it. A, uh, I saw the trailer for The uh, Walking Dead. So apparently oh, really? Rick Grimes is... Uh, Andrew Lincoln is leaving after like the fourth episode, so clearly he's getting killed Whoa. off. And then uh, Lauren Cohen is also leaving... Like, at some point in the season, I don't know if she's in through the end, but... Oh, yeah, dude. The, the trailer for it. Interesting. That's fucked. Yeah. I don't know what I they're going to do from there. I think that's that's probably the end for The Walking Dead, you know? I mean, they, they can keep going just with, like, all these shitty characters not from the comics. Just have Daryl. Daryl? Daryl's going to be... Yeah, I don't know. Daryl's busy with Death Stranding. I haven't watched it in years, so I don't know what's going on with it. Yeah, um, Carl died. I saw that. Because if so, it was so, like Carl taking I, if, if over, knew, it would have worked. If they yeah. knew Andy Lincoln was gonna leave, like after the next year, do you think yeah. they would have not killed off Carl? Because like he's kind of one of the main, if not the main guy in the book, so they could have at least had him still going to like leave yeah. everyone. It seems like the obvious choice to like have him like come of age, you know? Because we've been following him since he was a young child. Um, so seeing him become a leader would have been really cool, uh, especially with like half his face blown off. That was, that was, that would be cool too. But, um, no, he's just, uh, killed him off. Oh man, man that's a, that's a fucking blunder. They really fucked up with that one, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking, looking back upon the decision, maybe we should have, uh, rethought that one. Right. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well, Judith, that's the baby's name, right? Yeah. She can she can live now. She's got that Grimes blood. Grimes yeah, blood. The, the baby survived, so that's good. There you go. There you go. New She's baby. a new main character. Yeah. Her with her her with her muscle, Michonne and uh, Daryl doing right. her bidding, and Negan. See her getting potty trained and learning how to use like a fork to feed herself and shit. Oh, that's the, uh, the main thing. The one cool Spoiler. thing in that trailer. 
The one cool part yeah. of that trailer, though, uh, Dan Fogler, the actor from, uh, he was most recently in that Fantastic Beasts movie. Uh-huh. But he's in a bunch of like stuff. Like he's in the movie Fanboys that I love. Mm-hmm. Like he's randomly joined the cast this right. new season. So that's cool. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I'm not that excited about it though. Oh, and uh, the whispers, the whispers are coming now. So that's that's the other cool part. That yeah, that'll be. To see. That'll be interesting. So Although we'll see what without without Rick, I don't see how it's gonna really work out in a cool way from the book. Without Rick and without Carl, so that's like all all the people who interacted with them in the main story. Oh fuck yeah! Without Carl, shit. Yeah, like why that, would we that's give a the shit? Entire reason for that. Yeah. Being, God damn it. Yeah, they really fucked this up. They can't kill Andrea. It's like the big heartbreaking uh, ending to like a season. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I gave up on that show a while ago. I'm still watching it. I'm still reading them. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Maybe we should read some of those too. Yeah, I don't think the new one comes out until I think like September. It usually comes out like right before the show's new season. Okay. Well, we'll check it out. I, then. I was checking on that because it's been a couple months since the last one came out, so I was trying to like look on yeah. and see when the next one's scheduled for. But yeah, definitely game to read those ones for this. Yeah, we'll do that when it comes out then. Oh yeah, and then the other thing, Outcast Season 2 is finally coming, and it's finally going to air here in the U.S. It's already aired in uh, Europe like half a year ago, but it's finally oh. coming to the U.S., so I'm I'm excited about that. Okay. I watched the first episode or two, I, did, I never finished it. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, I'll, cool. I'll try to get back. I'll try to get back into it. Uh, I got into the the same thing happened to me with the first season. I watched the first couple episodes, but didn't watch anything for a while, and then just like binged it, and I got into it. But uh, I, yeah, maybe I should try again. Oh wait, you watched the first couple episodes of season two? Yeah. Oh okay. I thought because like that came out a long time ago. Like it popped up on this app that I have. Like oh, new episodes. So go download them. Oh, nice. Yeah, but oh, I and then I didn't want finish it. One more trailer that came out, and you're gonna fucking yeah. love this one. You gotta find it All on right. YouTube. All right, what's Iron this? Fist season two? Oh yeah, I saw that one. You sent Yay. that one to the Facebook group. I don't know, man. Danny still looks like a moron in this one. I don't know <laughs> if they're fixing the problems. I had I had a little hope after he came into Luke Cage, where he seemed a little more confident a little more smart you know or wise rather but this one he still kind of looked like a dum-dum <laughs> so I, i'm probably not going to be into it but i'll try mm. yeah yeah we'll see all right then yeah um read all of those books that we've mentioned before so this time you can comment and ask us questions and give us suggestions for other shit to read in the future on the twitter yeah, and sure. facebook pages that we mentioned to you guys do that interact yeah let's hear it we'll uh read whatever you want us to read especially power rangers (laughs) definitely yeah all right yeah we're done bye bye
Snapchat, Liddy, Molly. Snapchat? Yeah, right? Kids love that shit. Millennials. AF. Cool oh, AF. Yeah. yeah. Just cool AF fuck. indeed. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it is. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. Right? Yeah, I think it's just kids, all emojis. Kids only speaking emojis now. Yeah. Egg eggplant emoji symbolizing a dick. Oh, there, there's a what's the new ghost riding the whip called? Oh fuck yeah! I've been seeing that on the internet. What's the new ghost riding called? You know? I forget what the new one is called, but yeah. Okay. Where you get out and do your little dance. New ghost ride the whip. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, dude! You sound so old saying ghost ride the whip. I know, right? That's so it's not fucked. lit. It's not lit. AF at all. <laughs> I don't know what else there is. Um, Justin Bieber. Right? Kids still like Just, Yeah. I think so. Cool. What shows are cool with kids now? Um, Adventure Time. Or is that cool? Steven People Universe? our age. Steven Universe, yeah. Ralph and Mary like that one. They were mentioning it in the one day. I heard about that show. Uh, there's like a scene where like someone jumps into the other one's vagina and they like fuse together. Wait, it's on really Steven Universe. On Steven Universe, yeah. That's like on uh, Cartoon Network. <laughs> yeah, but I guess they just jump into each other. Not you know, it's cool. not like graphic or anything, but it's a very strange show. I saw like clips of it. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, okay. it's not for me though. Um, all right. Anyway, yeah, that's all, all right. I got. <laughs> stay, stay lit, my friends. Lit AF. Lit AF. Do- Fire dog. emoji. <laughs> what do they call their friends now? Homeboy. That's yeah, very homeboy. Old. Son. Dog. Homie. All those things. All those things. Player. Chief. Sport. Champ. <laughs> Tiger. You. Lad. You guys. Fella. All right. Take it easy, everyone.